And welcome to Part of Our World Podcast. Where each week, or at least bi-weekly for right now, we share our thoughts about Disney, a little bit of ourselves, and... Part of our world with you. Yes. So, tonight's topic for episode three... By the way, cheers. Oh, wait. Is, so you're going to Disney in a year for the first time... In forever. In forever. Or the first time ever. And so the goal behind this episode is to basically kind of cover a year's worth of things that you will do leading up to that trip and preparation starting, starting 12 months out really and gearing up there. So it's this. Right. So if you are a, you know, person who goes to Disney all the time or who, you know, makes Disney podcasts and... Annual, the majority of the big, yeah, the big Disney community, this is all going to be, you know, stuff you totally already know. But for our purposes, you know, we don't get to go to Disney all the time. Disney. Um, we uh, are from Ohio, so I've only been one time ever, and that was just last year, two years ago two years almost. Ago. Yeah, two years ago. And so I was really surprised at all the preparation that had to go in it um just to you know to prepare to go to book your fast passes to book your hotel this and that so that is what this is so if you have not been to disney um in the past i don't even know probably even like five Five ten years years. a lot has changed since then a lot has changed since we went in 2016 two years ago so um or if you've never been like was my situation two years ago, then there might be some, hopefully some useful information for you. Sure. And if you've followed any of our previous podcasts, you'll know that I'm this huge planner and really thrive on that, but it's still, it's still really overwhelming. There's a lot that you have to take into consideration. And I think we said two weeks ago that you can just kind of wing it and you can have a great time. Absolutely. But you're going to get more mileage for your buck which we're all about as teachers, we, you know, we save up to try to go every three years. It, it is a monumentous occasion for us to get to Disney. So mm-hmm. part of what tonight is all about is just getting our listeners like you ready for that trip that's Woo-hoo. a year. So even if you're just a few months out, we'll, we'll get to that eventually. But we're going to start with a year out. And honestly, this is probably mostly going to be Keenan talking because like he said, he is the planner. I go along with, you know. She has a lot of input. You have a lot of input as far as like what you want to do and likes and dislikes and, but the actual sitting down and and mapping everything out, that's mostly me, but. But hopefully I can give you some perspective as the person who doesn't necessarily like to plan and doesn't think about, you know, what my whole trip is going to look like before I get somewhere. Disney is a vacation where you have to make decisions ahead of time, so. Yes. Hopefully I can offer some of my own perspective there, I guess. Expertise. My expertise in indecision. Right. Okay, so starting one year out, there's honestly not that much you can do, but 
about that time you just, when you probably want to know your dates. You know, like like we said before, if you're an annual pass holder, you might spontaneously plan a trip in four to six weeks. And that's great. And that's more than enough time. You don't need all those advanced dining reservations. You know, sometimes the people that can go frequently just kind of go and just hang out in the park. This is not us. So a year out, you probably want to have a good idea of when you're going to go. And for us, that involved picking dates, not set in stone, but sort of a range. Um, so that we can kind of get the best flights available, hotel and, deals. You know, figure out maybe if you're if it's available for you to you know pick a week to go. Maybe look into when the park isn't going to be super crowded. Mm-hmm. So, I think after Labor Day, it really picks up. I mean, not after. I'm, I meant Memorial I Day. Like, okay, I was like, no. I right now, it's like up the, those Monday right after Labor Day. This is like yeah. one of the best times. This is a good time wine. to go. So Epcot will be pretty crowded, but yeah, late September. Yeah, I was thinking Memorial Day it's going to pick up when everyone gets out of school, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Holidays are really crowded, but... Spring break. So if you can pick a time, you know, might want to look into that if that is, you know, within your schedules. Right, but I think most people are kind of usually confined to a schedule, so... But it's still a good idea to figure out, like, okay, this is when we can go. What are the prices going to look like? Because the prices for the resorts fluctuate depending on when you're going. Sometimes by the day. Um, and there's plenty of good resources that you can look at that kind of just give like tables that will say, hey, this is when it's going to cost from you know January 1st to February 18th or whatever. So anyway, know your dates, at least rough estimates, and then start planning out your budget. So Disney can range, at least from what I've seen, anywhere from 500 to no, I'm sorry, a thousand to five thousand dollars per person. For us, it's about fifteen hundred per person, and that is shooting for the moderate resorts. But the point being, you need to figure out, you know, what can we afford, and what do we need to start saving for? You may have started saving a couple of years ago, whatever. But that year, you really need to make sure that you've got the little nest, the Disney nest egg. Cool. And last episode we showed you our Disney planning board that Keenan made me for my birthday. Um, so that's one way you can do it if you want to you know set aside a certain amount every week. Um, you know there's different there's even you can look up online you know different ways to save for Disney and how different people did it. So if you are a person that you know needs that structure in order to save then you'd be really good to get your ducks in a row before you are you know I mean, you probably know this if you're going to plan a vacation, but, you know, there's different ways to go about doing that. For sure. Okay, so that's 12 months out. And 11 months out, it's more of the same, except, at least for me, this is when I kind of heighten my research mode a little Crazy bit. Crazy mode. So, and I would say this is going to go months 11 through probably 7. So, I know it sounds crazy. Hey, start thinking about... How many meals you want to have? Which meals do you want to do table service? Which meals do you want to do a character meal? When do you want to do quick service? Are you going to eat in the parks? Are you going to leave and and eat lunch at your hotel or whatever? Start thinking about all that stuff because it's going to help a lot when you contact the Disney travel agent in the future, which we highly recommend. Um, And it's absolutely necessary for when you go to set your advanced dining reservations at the six-month mark. Necessary to have a Disney travel agent, you're saying? No, no, no. Necessary to know what your plan. Oh. Because you're going to have to say, okay, on the Thursday that we're there, we need a reservation for Be Our Guest at 6 p.m. or whatever. Which is Definitely great. more important. Then you know, well, no, no, for sure, ones. but, you know, if 
that would probably be the park that you're going to that day if you're doing be our guest, obviously. Unless you have a park hopper. Yeah. But. And which is, that's another thing I'd say if, if it's your first time, you can do whatever you want, obviously, but you might be a little bit drained doing the park hopper. So there's plenty to do in a day in the parks. Mm-hmm. Okay. At 10 months out, we recommend contacting an authorized Disney travel agent. I forget what there's like a name for them, but so they are free. They work for you basically, um, but they get paid by commission through Disney. So it is definitely in your best interest to do that. They are going to give you travel deals. They're going to help you with it. If, if planning for this stuff is an overwhelming thing for you, just lean heavily on your travel agent. They can give you suggestions on where to eat, what parks to do on which days. Ours sent us pamphlets and packets and maps and all this stuff, all this information to help plan it. And that is super helpful. So we contacted our Disney travel agent at the, around the 10 month mark before our upcoming trip in May. And she basically said, Hey, get back to me late September, early October, because that's when we get our agency exclusive deals. You might want to go that route. So for us, we're not going to actually book the room for another month or so, but it's nice because as soon as you contact them, you get put on their mailing list, you start getting updates and it basically keeps you in the loop as far as when you're ready to pull the trigger. Cool. Cool. Okay. I got nothing on that. Yeah. So then that brings us to nine months out or, or so you want to book. Where are we at in our process? Well, if we're going in May. I just, you know, so we're at September, October, November, December, January, February, March, April, May. We're at the eight month mark. Eight month mark. So, so we'll end up booking our room around the seven month mark, but you can book your room as early as nine months in advance. You lock in that room. People book them sometimes seven months in advance. The room that you wanted is gone. So if you want a specific room, or you definitely want a standard because of the price, or you definitely want a room with bunk beds because of your kids, whatever. If you are very particular, I would definitely just do it nine months out or so. Um, Cool. And yeah, just keep in mind certain times throughout the year are going to be easier and harder to find a room. So if you are like, hey, we need to go the week after Christmas, which is one of the busiest weeks of the year, you probably should have already booked your room they're going to be pretty tough to get. So, and when we say, when we talk rooms, we're talking Disney resorts, not really covering the off site hotels. I'm sure they're great. And, but I have no idea as far as how their discounts work and availability and all that stuff. Yeah. We're all about staying on property. I say that like I'm an expert. I've been one time, but I just, just being on the Disney property, I Mm -hmm. guess, is just, I think it's really cool. I think you just get more out of your trip that way. Yep. Doing less traveling. You don't have to park. My cousin went this past spring and was just talking about how, you know, they, you know, they had to park and walk. And so if they did want to take a break mid, um, midday, it's like, it was a, you know, three, it'd be like a three hour break by the time they get to the car, get back to their place Take their break, get back, you know, get back to the park, and it just becomes much longer. So the conveniences of staying on property, I think, are just definitely worth it. Yeah, so. and they, they said their hotel, well, they rented a house, right? No, they, they did a hotel. I think they had an Airbnb. 
Yeah. Anyway, yeah. it was like 15, 20 minutes from Walt Disney World, but it took them an hour and a half to get to Magic Kingdom Like by the time they got into the gates. So even though they had planned to leave and take their kids home for nap, that didn't happen. They realized, no, we were going to lose yeah. three-hour-plus chunk. Time, so. Yeah, so keep that in mind. Yeah, we definitely advocate for the on-site stuff. And you get the magic, which we're all about. Magic. All right, so... Eight months out, something I noticed was that the flight that we are trying to book, there, there's just nothing right now. There's you can't even you can't even guess as to how much it might be. Um, but around the eight month mark, so for us, I guess it would be seven month mark, but seven eight month mark, um, you can start monitoring flight prices, looking at that, um, and just keep an eye keep an eye on flights. Some people wait until like the last minute because you can get some great deals. Other people. You know, what What I usually do is monitor them for a month or two. You will see the highs and lows and then just wait for that low, that historic low that you've seen throughout that two-month window or whatever. And then you're like, okay, this is it. You might get lower than that, but you know that you're getting like pretty much the best flight deal yeah. that you can get. Cool. All right, so seven months is where it starts getting heated up because by seven months, you know, once you hit that six-month mark, like on the dot, it's like 180 days, right? Yeah. For your advanced dining reservations. You really want to know which parks you're going to on which days. If you're doing park hopper, where are you going to be in the morning? Where are you going to be in the evening? Where do you want to eat? Because you have to make all those advanced dining reservations in advance. Yes, you absolutely can get you know, fine dining reservations by waiting and there are people that you know might be going in a couple weeks and they say hey we just booked our disney trip so if you're in that boat don't freak out you're gonna you're gonna find places to eat yeah but there are many coveted places there are things like the um princess well any of the print the princess breakfast princess dinner inside the castle the um like we're gonna do tusker house i think animal kingdom that character dining so definitely with the character ones jumping on those in advance yeah. uh be our guest you know, it's one of the toughest reservations to get, so you want to get on that. Right, which ASAP. sounds crazy. My, I remember crazy. before I went on my first trip just two years ago, um, my brother-in-law was talking about booking the princess breakfast they ended up doing, the Cinderella Castle one, and I was just like, that is crazy. You have to know what you're going to do that far in advance, and it was, you know, we were probably like, 10 months out at that time, he's like, yeah, we're thinking about it already. And I'm just like, that is ridiculous. But that is the way it goes because they knew what they wanted and they went through a travel agent and they were able to get that mm -hmm. reservation. So, and on the, on the other side of that story, we wanted Ohana. We didn't know we wanted that. And by the time we decided it was probably four four months out or so, couldn't get anything. Yeah. And we ended up, you know, we did beach club and it was great. And yeah. You know, it'll, it's not to freak you out, but it's like if you want, if you have certain things like that you're going to Disney, this is what I want to do with my family, um, think about those ahead of time. Don't just wait till it's too late. Yeah. And, you know, for me, the fact that at six months I get to make all these plans, it's very exciting. It, like, amps up the yeah. anticipation for the well, trip. Especially so. once, yeah, once you have done your your Disney trip and you're waiting to go back and you kind of know the ropes a little more. Right. I think the first time we're just like, huh? At least I was. I still kind of am, so. Yep. Okay, so six-month mark, 
advanced dining reservations, commonly called ADRs. You'll see that abbreviation online. Your travel agent, and by the way, we are not travel agents. We're not promoting any company or anything like that. It just it makes it that much easier. Your travel agent can set all those up for you. You can say, this is what we want. That doesn't mean you'll necessarily get it, but it can save you the trouble. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, you're going to have to be up at, you know, if you're Eastern, 6 o'clock in the morning. If you're not Eastern, even earlier than that, because that's the time zone that they go in. On the computer, ready, on the different web um, restaurant websites that you're ready to, or that you want to book and be checking those reservations and be ready to check different times if those times aren't in. It is, it is pretty chaotic. I strongly suggest she makes fun of me for this, but having like a tier list, both with fast passes when you do the, do those at the um, two month mark, but also with the ADRs, know what is your top priority, go for that first and rank them, not just by top priority, but what, if you know what's going to be at the tougher ticket, shoot for those. So, cause you can only do one at a time. I suppose you might be able to team up and do it. We haven't tried that. It's not a bad idea. We'll talk. Yeah. We'll let you know. Get a game plan. Right. Get your, get your, get your head in the game. So I would honestly get into like the reservation system and see how it works if you haven't done this before, before yeah. that window opens up and just kind of get practice navigating stuff and trying different reservations. They will not let you see your reservations, but you can at least see like the restaurant websites and what those look like. Yeah. Check out the menus. You don't have to decide what you're going to get, but... Unless you're budgeting, you might want to decide at least ballpark what you're going to get. What? I knew I wanted that Be Our Guest Monte Cristo months in advance. I was ready for it. You don't have to decide everything But I should have gone with the donut. I wish I would have. Try the gray stuff. It's delicious. It was just okay. It was was pretty good. It It was was fine. It was cool. Okay. That's six months out. So five months out, it's kind of like a little discouraging because there's nothing really for a little bit. You just had this huge, for some people, probably very emotional experience with the ADRs. Um, But at five months, you know, again, just thinking budgeting, Disney is very expensive. Just make sure that you're paying off that balance because... You only have to put down a certain amount when you book your room, but 30 days out, you have to pay off the entire balance in full. So you do not want to get stuck with that balance at the 30-day mark. Now for us, um, we did use gift cards. A lot of them were gifts, which was nice. We had our generous family basically saying, hey, well, we want you to have a great time. So for, for Christmas, you're getting a gift card. Like, sweet. We're definitely into that. Um, that being said, this time we're paying for a trip just by ourselves, the whole thing, which is normal. I still would go with gift cards because you can get those. Um, I was listening to another podcast. Um, I forget the name beyond the magic or something like that. They're all about like the unlocking the secrets of unlocking the magic. No different podcast, which is another good one. Um, anyway, they were talking about, um, lost my train of thought. Oh, that Sam's Club apparently has um, discounted gift cards, like $43 for a $50 gift card. If you can find deals like that, start stocking up on them. Um, You know, certainly use your credit card that you can get points for buying stuff at the grocery store because, you know, that will, you'll get points on your credit card for those gift cards, but not if you do it necessarily buying it straight from Disney. So 
stock up on those gift cards, just use the gift cards to pay. And again, if you got a travel agent, they will accept those gift cards as payment. So cool. Wheeling and dealing. Yes. Work the system. Yep. So that would be months five, four, three. All during the while this time, you should be considering things such as what do you want to do in the park? We are taking a, well, he will be four-year-old at the time. So obviously a lot of our stuff is going to be geared toward what he is interested in. I really want him to ride roller coasters. So we're closely monitoring his height, but I'm doing the thing where you put on the YouTube point of view of a roller coaster and putting him in the basket and, you know, making it like a simulator for him. Um, so because we want to be able to do rides like that, but talk to your kids, figure out what they're into. You do not need a minute by minute plan when you're in the parks. Some people do that. Touringplans.com is great for that. And it is worth the yearly subscription. Uh, we'll talk about that in a future episode, why that is such a valuable resource to have, but, um, you do not need to have every minute planned out, but you should have a rough idea of how you want to spend your time in the parks because, yeah, so this, oh. okay, go ahead. I'm just going to say decide things like, is going to a parade really important to you? Or um, do you want to make sure you catch a fireworks display? And where? And what are the different fireworks or night show um, options for you? You know, where do you want to be when you, you know, if you have young kids, for example, you're not going to stay till park close every night. Um, you know, what night is going to be your late night out? And some people, I mean, some people do. You know, it's up to you what works for your family, what works for you guys, but, or if it's just you guys and you're going to, you know, open to close it, then whatever. But what do you envision yourself doing when you go to Disney um, and where, and what parks? Yes. The biggest reason for that is because of the fast passes. So it's another thing Disney does that they make you plan well in advance. Here's what we're going to do with our time at Disney. Personally, I kind of like it because it helps me kind of structure our time and we know what rides we're going to get on and not really wait at all. That is nice. But two months out, so 60 days if you are staying at a Disney resort, I believe it is 30 days if you are staying off-site. Um, yeah, you're staying off-site. It's 30 days. So 60 days out, and it's, again, it's one of those things where you're going to get up at 6 in the morning, log into your computer... Um, the website is not the best, so you might deal with crashes and you put in your reservation, it doesn't go through. There's all sorts of horror stories. Hopefully it works out fine for you. Again, don't panic. You're going to get fast pass reservations and you're probably not going to get the exact time that you wanted. We had to do seven dwarves mind train at like 5 30 PM. We really wanted that fast pass and that was not the ideal time because it was in between nap and dinner. We made it work because that's the ride that we really wanted. But according to my plan, it was nowhere near there. But either way, you, you at least want to know the three rides that you're going to use your Fast Passes on. At Magic Kingdom, it's any so three rides under the Fast Pass system. This is three rides a day, right? Per day. Yep. And then once you use those three Fast Passes, you can actually get back on the app and use a fat, find a Fast Pass for another ride. At Epcot, they have it tiered. I think actually Animal Kingdom does that too, but they have like tier one and tier two. And so you can't just do Soren and Frozen and Test Track as your three fast passes. You'll actually only be able to choose one of those. And the other two come from tier two on rides that are not even really close to that level 
of length, line length that those other rides would have. So will you be able to get a fast pass if they're available for one of those upper tier rides later in the day if they're available? Yeah, but you have to use your other three. Yeah. So, cool. I so, just think that if you're new to the fast pass system, that is something that's not, I don't know, it's just kind of crazy. You know, yeah. like something, it's not a normal thing that you deal with in day-to-day life. So, travel agent. good to know. Travel agent and or do your research. It's just one of those vacations that it's going gonna, it's gonna to pay off yeah. doing that. Cool. So, like we said before, one month out, this is when you're going to pay off your balance in full. So, definitely monetarily be prepared for that. You're also going to get your magic bands in the mail, which is super exciting I'm excited for ours this time because they are new compared to like Magic, Magic Band 2. So mm-hmm. different from the previous ones. So can here's a question that I don't know the answer to. Can you request like a fancy Magic Band or are they just going to send you the standard solid colors? Good question. So they're just going to send you the standard solid colors. You can request what color. Mm-hmm. And then you get little luggage tags that match the color of the Magic Band you got. Which is cute. We still have those. They're real cute. Oh, yeah. But you can buy a Fancy Pants Magic Band and apply it to your account. So you can activate that band to you. Now, the bands are attached to like the person. So once you buy that $60 Magic Band because it's got Cinderella on it, you that is yours to keep. You cannot then sell it to someone else. As far as I know, maybe there's some way to deactivate it, something like that. But as far as I know... So I'd be personally, I'd be wary buying those off of eBay and stuff like that. Ah, Disney's got official ones. Then there's other sites that like make them. Um, they also make skins for them, which is maybe a better route. A little sticker on there. So yeah, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, thirty days out. Uh, pay your balance. Get your magic bands, and then here we go. You've got a month until your Disney vacation. Now it's time to freak out, but for all the good reasons. Yeah. Super exciting. But make sure you got all your ducks in a row, right? Your airplane tickets, your itinerary, your packing list. Pack and do all that fun stuff. I mean, you're not going to pack a month out, but in the weeks leading up to that. Um, you can also, you know, what we're going to do and what a lot of people do is you can have um, Amazon delivery. And then there's other food services and some grocery stores that can deliver to your hotel. Uh, or if you're staying at like a DVC club place, you can get it delivered there. Disney Vacation Club. Topic for a whole nother episode, um, but you can stay at people's timeshares, which is pretty cool. And they have kitchens that you can use. Anyway, if you want diapers or granola bars and whatever, and you're not driving and you want to not take those on the plane with you, you can actually have them delivered to your room. Just make sure you set that up in advance so that they arrive when you are going to be there. Finally, five days out... You can put in your room requests, so you can have special requests for your room. If you use touring plans, they have a sweet little thing that you put in your room requests and they will automatically send it at the five day mark. Otherwise, you're going to want to be calling up and saying, hey, you know, we'd really like a room with two queens or whatever. We want a view of the courtyard if possible. And you can do this with if you have standard rooms or, you know, the deluxe rooms or whatever. Um, obviously you'll have to pay more if you're saying, Hey, we want to change from a standard to deluxe. But what I'm saying is you can say, we want, you can actually say, we want 
a room very much like room 1412. And they might give you 1412 if it's available. Or they'll find one like, oh, they want that pool view. That's five days out. Cool. Yeah. So you've mentioned the touring plans a couple of times now, and that's just, can you explain what that is briefly for people that might not know? Well, it's multifaceted. There's a lot to it. But essentially, you, touringplans.com, you get, it's a year subscription. There are ways to get discounts for that. So um, it's a great service worth paying full price, but we are, we love to wheel and deal. So um, look online for how to get those discounts, but you can do, um, they, they have like plans that are step-by-step. Step. Here's what you do when you go to the park. They will have all sorts of, um, there's like a line app that will tell you how long the lines are. There's the room. That came there, there's a bunch. Of, there's a bunch of different stuff. So I actually think that's something that we're going to talk about on a future episode where we talk about, hey, here's some extra sources that you can use to either plan or with the line app, like in the park, it's super helpful. But probably not for tonight. I think we've already maybe gone long. <laughs> so thank you so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Um, since we are a podcast, of course, we're going to ask you to find us on iTunes and leave a review. We're new. We will take all the feedback, good and bad. Tell us how we can improve. Tell us what you like. Um, you know, any review helps. Obviously, the better reviews are going to bump us up that little list there. And subscribe. If, and if you like our content, please subscribe. You can find us on YouTube. Of course, iTunes, anywhere you have your podcast downloaded from. Follow us on Twitter. We would definitely love that. So mm -hmm. We know there's a lot of content out there, so thank you for choosing our world. Yeah. All right. Until next time. Bye. <laughs> Are you ready? Up to Neverland. Bye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye.